Hello and welcome to the latest This is the Music Meets podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Chris and Dan who are in Popclaw, an exciting indie rock duo from the southeast of England. Coming up on the latest podcast, we're going to find out how Popclaw started, their musical influences and about their debut single, Same Old Story. So Chris and Dan, welcome along to the This is the Music Meets podcast. It's great to have you both on. How are you doing today? Thanks like, for having yeah. Me. yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm good. I'm a bit tired, but I'm good. <laughs> well, it's great to, uh, as I say, it's great to have you on and we uh, we won't keep you on for too long. Um, but kind of like what I'm sort of quite interested to know, because obviously you are a sort of a, you know, a, a fairly new band. Well, you are a new band, I guess, effectively on, on like the new music scene. So kind of like then let's let's go back to the right back to the very beginning how then did did pop claw start uh it's just take this many or you dan i don't mind either. you t- you take this chris and i'll interject or okay yeah all right uh well i'll go back to 2020 uh when in i was furloughed and i picked up the guitar now i just uh when my son went to bed uh, very rock and roll. Um, <laughs> I basically, basically fiddled about on the old guitar, played some stuff and recorded some little ideas. And then um, I was looking for a singer and then I took a, probably a good while to get to find Dan. And uh, that was Dan probably, I think probably this time last year, actually. He responded to me, actually, wasn't it? And um, yeah, we sort of had similar musical influences and... Um, and it seems to sort of click and um, yeah, we've gone from there really. So, um, and we've just been sort of recording and writing stuff, and yeah, ever since then, really, we up until well, we still are now, but um, yes, that's the sort of history of how we started. Sure, and and the name was was that already in place, or did that come like once you joined up with Dan? Uh, no, that's sort of um, when. A good few months, I think, as uh, when, yeah, because we sort of were. I think I'm an R and about name for quite a while, and um, I just gave a massive list of all sorts of names to Dad, and then he sort of picked out five. I think it was about four, four or five. Something we, like, that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and then um, obviously some were already taken, and then uh, Popcorn wasn't, and uh, we thought that was quite a nice. A nice ring to it, and um, yeah, here we are. That's the there we are. Yeah, I think I think it helps that I'm a massive fan of the boys as well. And you know, Popclaw is yeah. a character in the boys. She sadly meets her demise very early <laughs> on, but uh... <laughs> I love that. So obviously, um, the debut single, uh, same old story, uh, is due for release this Friday, uh, the tenth of February. Um, it's a song uh, that I've really enjoyed listening to um, since you obviously sent it over to me a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, kind of like first of all, um, how are you looking forward? You know, what's what's the feeling like between you with with getting your first song, you know, your first song out there into the into the wide world now? Uh. That's good. I mean, uh, I did. <laughs> it's a funny story. Uh, well, it's a bit awkward. Uh, I'll be honest here. It's a bit of a. Um, so basically, um, I uploaded 
same old story. When I was in, when I've been in bands before, the whole the aggregator we've used um, beforehand, you could set a <laughs> release date, and uh, I thought it was still the same, but it's all changed. But it, is, <laughs> it has already been out. Um, <laughs> yeah, to be all but, it's, but the thing is, we've had some quite good feedback, sort of almost a bit by accident. It's kind of quite a few playlists, which is quite cool. Yeah, and uh, had a few even random people that have. Um, found us which is also cool um so yeah it's been it's had a nice little build up um as a debut and um yeah we've really enjoyed people listening to it and um yeah it's some good feedback haven't we Dan I think well, I have and certainly from it yeah I mean for me it comes it comes from you know somewhere a bit different I think that uh yeah we've had some good feedback but I'm kind of not bothered like we've made the music we want to make we're putting it out there I'm happy with the results even if it sort of touches one person and one person enjoys it you know that's something that we made that's had you know it's had artistic value for someone and uh, if if it touches a hundred people or a thousand people so be it but it's really more about the creative process and you know hoping that people yeah relate to what we do but you know that that's on them. Once it's out in the world, it's out of our hands. Yeah, sure. So you, you've just fun enough there, Dan. That's one of the questions I was going to ask. Actually, um, was kind of like about the creative process for the for the song. So, so how did that work? Did 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 you come, who come up with the lyrics? Who come up with the the music? How does it how does it work? So, um, with Popclaw, Chris and I tend to have not too defined roles. Um, like I'll pick up guitar on a track, he'll pick up bass or vice versa, mm-hmm. or one of us will have an idea that we've got sort of that we're working on and we'll demo say 90% of it and then, you know, send the other sort of track off, the tracking off to the other one and the other one will add bits or tinker and do things or come up with ideas. Um, and we have pretty much an open discussion going all the time about different bits on different songs. It's really cool. It's a good collaborative way to work, even though we've never met in person. And oh, uh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't aware of that. And that was actually going to be. Uh, sorry, I've interrupted there. But it's actually going to be a question I was going to ask. Was it? Was it recorded in the studio, or, or was it something that you've done? You know, like the kind of like the DIY. You know, sort of process you know recording it at home and you you've sort of answered that there really so with same old story it started life as a demo that chris had called 20 right and um with 20 um it it was sat in my inbox for quite a while because there was there's a whole plethora of songs we've been working on and i was kind of looking at it and going i don't know what to do with it i don't know what to do with it i think we need to do this or what about that so it took me a good a good while to get my head around any kind of idea with it chris sent me some lyrics over which really seemed to work um we were listening to a lot of um the undertones at the time and i thought it'd be really cool to sort of stick some sort of nice whittly guitar bits mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, you know just just have fun with it and put it out there and lyrics wise as Chris came up with the first verse and the chorus I came up with the second and the what Chris calls the Elvis Costello bit <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't like Elvis Costello but... <laughs> 
Oh, 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 Billy Joel bit, you know. Um, is this the Billy Joel bit? Sorry, I've been before. <laughs> that's fine. I absolutely love that. There, that's really interesting, and and kind of like as well because um um obviously going through you like your social media and stuff, you know, with, with like a lot of other bands and stuff, you know, it's oh we've got a song coming out and we're playing um you know we're playing live here etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But you haven't got any uh plans at the moment for for any live gigs. Is obviously you've not met, so that might kind of like might answer this question already. But is there any plans to sort of bring bring Popclaw out live or because you, I think you've got about five or six um, other releases, haven't you? Singles released, haven't you? For yeah. this year, am I right in saying? Yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all good to go. They're all on the, all the back burner, but um, yeah, I would like to, I would like to certainly, but um, we'd have to be up first, wouldn't we? Uh, in real life. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think definitely. Yeah. I think, I think we'd both like to do that eventually. It's just uh, obviously living in two, we're not a million miles away, really, but um, yeah, I mean, it would be cool to sort of do something um, eventually. I think some of them would sound quite good. Some of the songs we have it would sound really good live. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, when it comes to this this band, I've I'm I'm in no rush to sort of do things badly. I mean, I'm happy to take my time and do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of playing live and stuff, we need to get, you know, we need to get a full kind of lineup together wow. and we rehearse and, you know, I can see it happening down the line. I can't see it happening right now. Yeah. Um, purely, purely for time of life things going on with both of us. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do Chris out of uh, <laughs> things going on with him, but, uh, you know, my partner's pregnant and other things. So, you know, fam- we're both family men and that has to come first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, sure, totally, totally understand that, and uh, that's sim- same here as well. Well, my partner's not pregnant, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, so working with the kids to sort of become successful, you know, together, and they can just take popcorn on when we um, we can't do it anymore. <laughs> it, it's that's like brilliant. Kids. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. That's great. So um obviously one of the things and I've seen you um you are quite active on uh, on social media. Um you obviously released a little clip of the uh, Teenage Kicks uh, song obviously by the by the undertones. So kind of like what was it about that song that you wanted to do like a little sort of cover of it? Um I think we both well we Dan I know mentioned about covers and um we sort of uh um, I think I think before that we did we were talking about Iggy Pop Passenger which we have recorded yeah but then I think we both sort of obviously danced about undertones and um, yeah we just thought well you know I know it's a well uh, is a well I mean I've done it in every band I think I've ever been in that song but um, we thought it's a cool idea you know let's just do it and Dan added some different sort of guitar bits and yeah, it's, it's just it's just a fun song to play live. Um, yeah. play live, but to play, you know, it's just a nice, simple song, and it's got a good, good energy to it. And I think it sort of fits in with what we, with our other stuff as well. So, yeah, it's been a, when we uh, uh, when we were recording that, I had to redo the vocals. I mean, I was trying to channel my best Fergal Sharkey, and unfortunately. I sounded like the old paedophile from Family Guy. So <laughs> <laughs> <It was> terrible. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad he re-recorded that. <laughs> what Dan doesn't know, they're, very, they're buried in the mix. Down's really like, like down. They're still in there. The, the, yeah, well, <laughs> waiting for like the deluxe album version to come out in a little in a couple of years' time. I've got a yeah. demo of it lying around somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Love this. This is great. So, obviously, uh, as you guys know, um, here at This Is The Music, we like to kind of like, you know, shine a light on bands, you know, like Popclaw that are, you know, trying to make their way in, in into the new music scene. So kind of like over the last, I guess, sort of like 12 months or so, have there been any bands um, or maybe like a solo artist at all that have, that have caught either of your eye that you're, you know, really, really enjoying what they're doing? Do they have to be unsigned? They don't have to be unsigned, no. Okay. So, so, I've, I've, got, I've got a couple I can say that are unsigned. Uh, I'll give a little shout out. Um, one is, I might pronounce their name totally wrong uh, Permissionable indulgence they're an american band they've given us a bit of a listen and now we listen to their stuff so they're a bit um i messaged them and said they sound a bit like smashing pumpkins mixed with placebo but i think they're a bit more almost electronic-y sort of rock but they're quite cool and they're quite nice as well yeah um over on instagram with and uh, another one is alton willow she's a bit more folky she's from kent Uh, i like her stuff as well um that's who I could give a shout out to. So. Yeah, sure. And how about you, Dan? Oh, man. I've not been to a gig in a long time. I listen to really mainstream stuff as well. So, like, Ghost, I really like what they're doing at the minute. Um, I'm really enjoying what I've heard so far of the new Fallout Boy album. I think that's great. Um, I've really enjoyed the Red Hot Chili Peppers two albums last year. Um I think Return of the Dream Canteen is as good as any of their sort of heyday stuff. Um, Yeah, yeah, like I've not listened to proper underground music in quite a while. (laughs) It's funny because since since doing this, this is kind of like all I listen to now. I've virtually gone the complete opposite direction. It's just, just new bands. I don't really listen to the, you know, the, well, I listen to the favourites every now and again, but not, not really that often anymore. It's, yeah, strange just how things, you know, develop and and happen. But anyway, that's that's enough about me waffling on anyway. <laughs> so it's kind of like the- I I I get excited about like a remaster of an album I've heard, you know, pretty much every day since I was fourteen. It's that kind of <laughs> oh, I've heard this for twenty years, but I can listen to it in a new way. Yeah, no, it's yeah, true. That's my um, Beatle remaster. Like, I've listened to this about twenty times, mate. It's sending me, you know. And they were with me over before. I've heard that. Yeah, it's always a remaster of a Beatles song in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I must have. I haven't. Didn't listen to the um to the last remastered one. Uh, obviously the album. Was, I can't remember. It was October time, I think, when it was so not out that he came out. I haven't. I haven't actually listened to it yet. Um, but probably should. But I've got it. As you say, I've heard it so many times. Is it going to make that much of a difference to me? I don't know. Prob- probably not. But. Hey, <laughs> it's the Beatles. You should listen to it, I guess. I think the, yeah. I think the new mix is really good. Oh, it's not even a new mix. I think the way that because it was recorded mono, the mm. way that they've managed to splice it down and then you know f- pick out the different elements of the music, is it works really well on that remaster. And 
I think that, you know, maybe so far back as seven years ago, the technology wasn't there to do that. Those albums were only ever going to get remastered as a single waveform. Mm-hmm. And now they can they can be pulled apart and rebuilt and, you know, resampled with modern technology. And you know what? When things maybe aren't quite the highest quality recording or they're recorded in mono and perhaps there's room for them to be taken and made stereo, mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing. Hmm. Okay. Well, sounds like then I should probably probably pull my finger out and um <laughs> and go and give it a listen because uh, say I do you know definitely am interested in that in that type of thing you know being able to to sort of change it and obviously bring it up to a you know modern day um kind of like you know sound and you know with the technology that you've mentioned as well there um so kind of like for you two guys then personally sort of like. Who are your like musical um like influences and or idols, whatever, whatever way you want to look at it, that sort of like, you know, got you thinking that, you know, yeah, I want to pick up a guitar or I want to start singing and and that sort of thing. Uh well, I'll start oh, uh, with me. Um it was Green Day. Okay. And uh, and then basically went on from there to sort of I went to the Varna and I went Levano Oasis and then uh, well after that really it was sort of anyone and everyone really so there was sort of my three I went to them sort of my three sort of core ones what got me into playing guitar yeah sure and how about you Dan I think initially I wanted to pick up a guitar because of Kurt Cobain um, and then sort of your music taste develops. I listened to a lot of, I've, I've, li- I've been in all kinds of bands, listened to all kinds of music. I was, I've been in death metal bands. I've been in sort of grunge bands and punk bands. Um, so I, I sort of have influences all over. It's all about the songwriting for me. Yeah. Um, big fan of, uh, big fan of Jim Steinman. Mm-hmm. Uh, his songwriting was incredible. Um Freddie Mercury, although I sound nothing like him as a vocalist, you've got to play to what's in your wheelhouse. I do not have those pipes. Um, <laughs> Guns and Roses, yet again, I'm no Axel, but really, really incredible songwriting, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. Some uh, some great um, inspirations in there, great bands and, and artists. And kind of like then, I'm quite intrigued to see what the response to, for this question is going to be. Um, so kind of like if you had um, a musical time machine, um, what like era of music would you like to be transported back to? Or are you quite happy being here in the present? Well, I, I say I was born in the right era, but I was I was born in 91. So I, I wished I was I wished I <laughs> wished I was 18 in 1991. That's basically yeah. because I would have got I would have got Nevermind and I Definitely, maybe, and I would have got all those great other nineties albums as well. So I, thought I would have rather, you know, born a few months later. That'd be great. <laughs> Absolutely. So Chris is going back to the nineties. How about you, Dan? You know, I'm gonna go the nineties, but I'm gonna go in a specific direction and say that nineties Seattle scene. Right. You had, you know, you had Nirvana, you had Soundgarden, you've got Pearl Jam coming out, you've got Alice in Chains, mm. you know, 
pretty much producing all producing their seminal work it's you've got early chili peppers i mean 91 you've got blood sugar sex magic you've got metallica bringing out the black album if you wanted something a bit harder you've got both use your illusion albums and appetite was just three years ago Mm -hmm. yeah what's happened to music now yeah no absolutely yeah as well it's uh i think i'm not sure I can't remember which one of you put it up um, on your socials, but I think it, it's fair to say that now it's um, it's probably more in some people's eyes, I should say, it's more about social media than actually the music, if you get where I'm coming from with that. So kind of yeah. like um, the next question as well that we're going to ask you, which sort of follows on a little bit from that, that last one, is um, we're going to ask you guys to put together... Um, like a hypothetical uh, mini music festival, um, so, which you guys clearly are, all, are responsible for organising. Um, Popclaw are on the bill. So what we'd like to know is um, what would be the dream venue? Um, who would be, what would be your entrance music? Um, are you going to have a special announcer uh, to announce you onto the stage? Um, and as well, we're going to pick five bands, well, four bands from you guys with, with five bands across the festival. So, um, yeah, Chris, what would be your dream venue to play at? Um, I've never been there, but always fans of the roundout. Always fans, oh, always fans great, of the... great venue, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do one there. Uh, that'd be my dream venue. Unfortunately, the first one I could walk, I think it was the O2. I don't want to play the O2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's better to have the... Uh, I mean, I, I don't mind the O2, but I think it's definitely better to see the you know, the smaller, you know, intimate venues. I just feel it, it just means a little bit more, you know, than... Yeah, I mean, I think that one is sort of the right size, that, well, from what I've seen on the, what's been on the TV and all that, yeah. I think that's the right size sort of venue, really. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Are you happy with that, Dan, for the venue? Yeah, the Roundhouse is cool. We're not going to sell very many tickets for the Roundhouse, but you know, you know it, it, well, it packs up quite low. <laughs> you say that it depends who else we're going to be putting on the bill here. So, kind of like, would would you guys have um, entrance music to whip the crowd up a little bit, or are you just going to come straight out on the stage and just, you know, arms aloft? Here we are. This is us. Oh, it's I've got always... a big deck. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> brilliant what an answer <laughs> I love that it's great <laughs> I was going to go over like when I saw Queens of the Stone Age I came on to um, the Clockwork Orange theme tune or oh, the... right nice yeah oh, that's I was going to go Edgy and Cole but Dan just beat me to it with that one so I think we should go with that one <laughs> yeah you definitely outvoted on that one I'm sorry <laughs> The game always has to win, just because it's done. Yeah. It'll be fun at least. And um, we'll—I I think because of the entrance music, I don't think we bother. We'll bother with a with a special announcer getting announcing you boys on. I think that will be that'll be enough to get the the crowd going. I think so. Kind of like then, as I say, we've got um, spike space uh, on the festival for five bands. So kind of like for this part of the question, we want four other bands. Um, and you guys need to decide as well where Popclaw um, are going to fit on the bill. Are you going to be the opening band, or are you going to put yourselves on as the uh, as the headline act, or anywhere in the middle? I think uh, in 
in my view, I think probably just before we have the last band, I think just before the big end comes out, I think we can't be can't be too arrogant coming and goes, we're gonna be top of the bill. Yeah, I think I think that's why I put up. <laughs> right, okay, I like that. And what about um as I say, you your four bands that are gonna join you on on, on this gig? Can we have Pink Floyd? Yeah, you could go for whoever you want. Get them back. You want to get them back? Get them back. <laughs> um, but in, in, we're never getting Pink Floyd back, are we? But in all the severity, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, sadly, um, in in all seriousness, let's put let's put band like Coheed and Cambria somewhere on the bill, but let's put them like second or third. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've, I'm not picking the other two. I've got... Yeah, um, absolutely. So, so what order of... My wife, my wife is coming to the room, sorry. Um, so I have Pink Floyd. Where are Pink Floyd going, sorry? What order... Oh, well, Pink, Pink Floyd... Pink Floyd can open for us. It's fine. <laughs> That's a joke. I'm by the way, line up because he probably wouldn't have that with him. Uh, um, <laughs> right. They can open up, you know. They put, I don't know. How long are they going to be playing for? You know, gonna, if they play like shine, shine on, they're going to be on for like twenty minutes just doing one song, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need a short a band that stays short of songs just to eat, you know, level it up a little bit. Um, oh god, I'm gonna have a, it's a bit of a weird. It's probably it's gonna be a really surprise band. My choice, if you don't know if you've heard of them, uh, as a band, Wet Leg. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I like I like to stick them sort of. Well, but actually, they should be the probably the first band actually because their their songs are all short and sweet. So I do start them going first, then Pink Floyd coming after them, so I mean. And then, so I've got another one, and I. Well, who could I? Who could, who could do them at the top of the bill? I'm gonna think. Hmm. I keep thinking the the stones. So the, um, I'll go with the stones. Yeah, why not? You know. Yeah. Nice. Well. Yeah. Some ah uh, oh, lovely right on right on cue there, Dan, with the uh, with the little peck there with the. Uh, the famous uh, <laughs> Stones logo. Love that. Great timing. It's like you knew he was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. And what, a, what a, a lovely festival, I'm sure, that that will be. So kind of like then we've sort of, we have sort of touched on it a little bit in, in our chat, but what is next then for Popclaw? What do you sort of see? Where do you see the, you know, what direction do you see the band going in uh, for, for for this year? Uh, well, we've got um, our second song. Uh, we're going to release that next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be March. Yeah. Uh, and basically, just yeah, going to be more songs after that. So it'll be another four after that one in March. Um, throughout the rest of the year, and we're we're still record we're recording stuff for even next year now, aren't we? Don't so we've in yeah. got a couple more new and mid. So. Our new single, Lightning, I think it's out March the 6th. And then, uh, I mean, Chris, feel free to jump in if I'm, if I'm, getting, 
I think we have one called Liar coming out at some point this year. Um, I think we have one called Adrift coming out over summer or maybe September. I'm not sure. Um, we were talking about doing a Christmas single, but I don't know how serious we were with that. Um, <laughs> I love this. I love how this is like planned out. Like, you know, you guys generally know what you're doing and when you're going to go and do it. Because I think that sometimes bands, oh, we're not, we're not really sure, you know, we're not making any decisions yet, but I like that this is, yeah, we know sort of sounds like every, every two, maybe three months, yeah, bang! We've we've got new music coming yeah. out to, I guess. I'm local part of the state, just sort of doing that, sort of going in and R in time. That's why we're um, quite prepared, and we've like a like Dan said, we're not rushing to put stuff out just for the sake of um, putting it out. So we've made sure, like I think these six, we've probably listened to too much really because of like, yeah. know, trying to get them out and things. You know, probably <laughs> a bit critical of ourselves really, but yeah. Um, yeah, we're all mapped out and hopefully mapped out for next year as well. So we're just going to keep keep doing that. And we don't really just keep recording, writing. And we're lucky. Maybe we have the other thing to do and it may meet up with each other. <laughs> yeah, get a point. Um, we are, we're sort of blessed to live in this like amazing age of music technology. You know, Chris can record the bare bones sort of structure of a song i can record the bare bones of the struct and structure of a song we can send them to each other we can add bits we can work together we can change bits we can we can have a collaborative process without you know risking giving each other covid but uh, in a, <laughs> but it's it's good because it also means that like we have the ability to record and do things at our own pace we we aren't constrained by studio budgets and other things so we don't have to worry about you know this needs to be finished in three days and if it's not then it's a waste of time mm -hmm. so what we get down is what we get down you know i that i was fiddling around with guitar lines on lightning earlier chris is going to pull his hair out and cry in a minute <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You know, just to see, just to see if it was the best it could be. You know, if if I was, you know, happy with what we'd done, and yeah, we're, we're keeping what's already there. But you know, we we can go, we can we can tinker, we can do things that you know other bands couldn't, and other bands maybe don't. But I also know that lots of bands now can do that. I mean the greatest quote I think I ever heard about underground musicians that there's probably a kid he's probably 15 years old and he's probably written the best song in the world and no one will ever hear it because it's on his computer and he doesn't know how to put it out or maybe he doesn't want to put it out but it's the best song ever written there you go great stuff and um lads Chris Dan that is the end of the this is the music meets popcore podcast um, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you both on and I've really enjoyed actually getting to know you both a little bit more, your musical background and obviously finding out a little bit more um, about Popclaw as a band and, and obviously it sounds like you've got um, some really exciting stuff uh, coming up um, across the rest of the year and, and obviously beyond as well. Um, but just kind of like before you do go, uh, can you let the listeners know exactly where they can find you on social media? 
Uh, okay, that's probably Dan. That's me, probably it, my department. Uh, it's uh, Instagram, uh, on Twitter, and they're all popcorn band and YouTube as well. We've done most free. So they're the three places you can find us. You've got, to be, you've got to be careful as well because it auto-corrects to poo claw if you're not careful. <laughs> oh, I, I would make sure I put the, this one. <laughs> I was I was it I before I do it like that. Uh, if I do search, I'll ask it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the pop claw uh, hashtags and social media links in the episode bio uh, just to make that a little bit easier for everyone to, uh, to find them. Um, same old story. Um, is out now um, on across all social media platforms um, or if you like me it will be out on Friday the 10th of February um, as well um, and all that leads me to say um, is to thank everyone who has listened to the latest this is the music meets podcast um, please subscribe uh, so you never miss out um, on our future shows and if you are enjoying what we're doing and then it'd be great if you could give us a little five star rating and review um, as it really does help the artists like Popclaw uh, to help them get found and discovered. Dan, Chris, as I say, thanks very much for coming on. Um, really, really enjoyed it um, and uh, wish you both uh, success uh, in the future. Um, and thanks again to everyone for listening. And uh, we will see you all again very, very soon. Thanks for having us on. It was Thank a pleasure. You.